Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to Spiritual Queen's Badass Podcast. My name is Emma Mumford and I'm your host. I'm an award-winning blogger, YouTuber, life coach, badass entrepreneur, manifester, and author. My mission is to awaken and to inspire women to live their best lives now and to find their purpose in life. I do this through sharing the power of law of attraction and spirituality. I hope my podcast will inspire you to raise your game and to start living your best life today. Without further ado, let's get started with this week's episode. So thank you so much guys for joining me for another one of my Spiritual Queen's Badass Podcast episodes. I'm so excited to have Mike Viking with me today, who founded the world's first happiness research institute in 2011 in Copenhagen, Denmark. He consults cities, governments, and organizations around the world on happiness. He holds a degree in business and political science and has previously worked for the Danish Ministry of Foreign Affairs. He is the author of two globally best-selling books, Little, The Little Book of Hugger and The Little Book of Lugger, or as I've probably said before, Higgy and Liggy. So you might recognize those titles more. But thank you so much, Mike, for being here today. Thanks for inviting me, Emma. My pleasure. Well, my viewers would have seen you on my YouTube channel a few years ago for your second book launch. And now we're on the third book. How's it all going? It's going really well. It's going really well. And it's, it's always both really exciting and really nerve-wracking to have worked on something for such a long time and then put it out uh, into the world and then seeing, seeing the reactions. But um, uh, we got really, really good response. Uh, and uh, the first uh, rating on Amazon was five stars. And the person even went out and bought an additional book for her friend. So I don't think it can get any better than that. No, that is top-notch feedback. Congratulations. Thank so you. let's dive into the questions today then. So when did you spiritually awaken? What's your story? I guess my story is um, the conditions around me establishing the Happiness Research Institute. Um, so as you mentioned, this was this quite a while ago, and I was seeing how much was happening globally with happiness research and happiness and politics. And I thought there should be somebody in Denmark trying to understand this field. There should be somebody looking at happiness from a scientific perspective, you know, trying to understand why does Denmark often do well in these 
happiness rankings. And then I thought, maybe I should do that. Uh, but, uh, but at the time I was working for, for another think tank and this was just around the, the financial crisis. And I thought, okay, it can also be a little bit risky to start something as crazy as a happiness research institute. Um, and I had a stable, well-paying job. Uh, but then what happened was um, the mentor I had at the company I was working for, um, who I really looked up to both sort of professionally and, and privately, uh, he unfortunately became very ill and died, um, uh, and, and he died when he was 49. And my own mother had also died when she was 49. Um, so I just started to uh, think, what if you only live to see 49? And I thought, you know, what are you going to spend those years doing? Uh, you can continue with this job, which is fine, but you're not super passionate about it. Or you can take this leap of faith and start the Happiness Research Institute. And then I essentially just quit and started out with what I thought was a, was a good idea and a bad laptop. Um, and now I, I can say already now that that is going to be the best decision that I've, I'm going to make in my career. So I think my, my spiritual awakening became, you know, trusting my stomach and sort of sensing where my energy goes because I was lying awake at night thinking about all the exciting things you could do with happiness research. Um, and, and, and that was my sort of, that was my compass. Amazing. So the Danish are known for being one of, you know, the best places to live and obviously being the happiest in the world. What do you think makes Denmark so happy? What makes the people so happy? Do you think? You th definitely the great weather we have. <laughs> <laughs> no. So, so, I mean, we've been looking at this for, for a lot of years and there's a lot of factors that explain why not only in Denmark, but the other Scandinavian and Nordic countries do quite well. And, and obviously it is um, things like access to healthcare. It is free university education. You even get a government grant of around uh, 900 pounds per month if you go to university. Um, there is relatively equal opportunities for, for men and women. Uh, there's a good work-life balance. And there's a focus on things beyond, you know, materialism there's a focus on uh, relationship community cooperation and um, essentially also hygge. that's what my first book was about this art of creating a nice atmosphere focusing on the simple pleasures of everyday life so i think i think the nordic countries are doing some things well uh, in terms of converting wealth into well-being and creating good conditions for good lives Incredible. So what is the Happiness Research Institute and what do you actually do there on like a day-to-day -day basis? Yeah, I, I know it sounds like a magical place where we have, <laughs> you know, uh, Mondays are dedicated to puppies and Tuesdays are dedicated to ice cream. Do you have uh, any jobs but, going? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I mean, we are nine people looking at happiness, well-being and quality of life from a scientific perspective. So we use a lot of data, we use a lot of surveys, we use a lot of statistics. Um, and essentially our work and, and my career is dedicated to answering three questions. Uh, we try to understand first how we can measure happiness and well-being. It's very intangible. Uh, but, but how can we sort of quantify quality of life? Uh, secondly, why is it that some people are happier than others? And thirdly, how can we increase happiness levels? How can we improve quality of life? Uh, so all our projects, all my books uh, are trying to shed some light on, on those questions. 
Incredible. So let's get on to the new book then, The Art of Making Memories, which is out now and available from Amazon and I'm sure most um, obvious retailers in the UK and worldwide. What can we expect to learn from this new book? Um, first of all, how incredible our memory is. And also, I think the biggest aha moment for me was... Um, I went from thinking of memory as something random and something coincidental to understanding my ability to actually influence and control over what I and my family and friends remember. Uh, so, so I think the main message of the book is that you can become a memory architect and you can actually design happy moments. You can make sure that your friends have a memorable evening. You can make sure that when your kids look back on their childhood that they remember happy moments as well. So we look, at, we look at the common ingredients in happy moments and what people can do to create these happy moments and retrieve uh, happy memories from the past. Brilliant. And what inspired you to you know, take this different approach and look at the art of making memories? I mean, I, I think memories, we can see that um, if you have the ability to look at your past, and see a positive story, if you have the ability to retrieve happy memories, you are also overall happier with your life. So, so it's part of that explanation of why is it that some people are happier than others and, and how can we actually increase happiness levels? It is by making more happy moments and retrieving more happy moments. So, so, so that was sort of the foundation. But then personally what happened was I turned uh, 40 uh, about a year or two ago. And that meant, statistically speaking, I had, have lived half my life. Because in Denmark, men on average live to we are 80. So I just started to look back and looking at my first half, you know, what were my happiest moments? What are my happiest memories? And how can I use that knowledge uh, going forward and create happy moments in the future and you know, put happy memories in the memory bank for my future self? Great. And for those of us who are memory architect newbies, how can we, um, what are your top tips for creating memories and happy moments in our life and holding on to them? Well, one of the things we can see is that people experience time speeding up as we get older. Um, so when we look back on our lives, when we are 80 and 100, there's going to be a large uh, share of our memories from our 15 and our, you know, from our teenage years and our 20s. Whereas in our 40s and 50s and 60s, we have less memories from that. Now, part of the reason for that bump of memories in our, in our formative years is that we have a lot of first experiences in those years. You know, first kiss, uh, first apartment, first job, um, and so on. Whereas you know, novel experiences are uh, not as common when, when you're in your 50s. Um, so, so one of the things we can do is try and create more new experiences. And it doesn't only have to be you know, going to some exotic, exotic place. It, it can also be a new experience in a gastronomical sense. So trying out new food, trying out new ingredients. So one of the tips in the book is uh, to organize for your friends and family. Uh, something I call the Apollo picnic. Uh, so the concept is that everybody brings an ingredient or a dish they have not tried before. So it's a new experience. Uh, it's also be uh, perhaps pushing the, the comfort zone a little bit. Um, for example, you may 
you may never have had um, habanero chili. So if you're doing Mexican tacos, you can add some habanero chili on that. Now that is going to be quite memorable. Um, and you do it around June 20th, because that's the date of the Apollo mission. So the first man on the moon. And that means every once in a while, the media is going to talk about the Apollo mission and the moon landing. And that will trigger your memory of that wonderful afternoon you spent with your family and friends eating new food. I love it. And so simple as well, but so effective, like you say, with those moments you get triggered into remembering. Yeah. Such a simple oh, can act. I, can I, can I, yeah, so can I add another thing? Because <laughs> so the, the book is full of tips and advice on how to create um, uh, happy memories and how to retrieve happy memories. And I think another one of my favorites, and I think this perhaps is especially relevant for, for, for your listeners, is to curate the happy hundred. So I'm sure you and, and, and your listeners, you have a lot of photos on your phone, right? You take thousands and thousands of photos in a year, but Back uh, when I was growing up, you know, you used to have old school physical photo albums and you would bring them out and look, look at them as a family. So what you can do is you can curate the, uh, the happy hundred. So perhaps in the days between Christmas and New Year's, you gather your friends or you gather your family and then you go through your pictures on the phones and then you decide which were actually our happiest moments this year, which were our happiest 10 or 50 or 100 happiest uh, memories from this year and then you get them printed out and put in an old school photo album i love it and again just another really simple thing which we just take for granted nowadays like you say like who actually takes the time to print out our photos you know maybe if we put them up as decor absolutely but you know having that photo album to just look through every now and again it really you know highlights those special moments like you say instead of just looking through social media or looking through your camera album but i love them and, and what's your favorite top tip out of the book <laughs> um so there, there is a, we, we collected a lot of happy memories from people uh, all over the world. So we have happy memories from 75 different countries. And, and one of my favorite memories is actually from a woman in her 30s living here in the UK. And uh, she and her family you know, decides to go to the beach and they, they wanted to eat breakfast out there and cook breakfast. And they go out there and it's cold and it's windy and they struggle with the fire and they end up eating half cooked porridge uh, covered in layers of sand. But she says it was unrivaled family time. They're sitting over the, uh, uh, you know, under these huge blankets and eating this horrendous food. But, you know, it brought them closer together as a family. So I think my, my top tip for her, for instance, would be to rename that beach to fit the happy memory she has had on that beach. So start referring to the beach as, you know, uh, porridge beach or a wild windy beach. Uh, so having a sort of a, a treasure map of happy memories in your surroundings, renaming places based on which happy experiences you have had in those places. Another thing she might do is she might go to the beach again and then find a, a nice uh, little stone. And if she has daughters, she can turn that stone into a, a necklace. Uh, and that will be a physical memento of that experience they had as a beach. And I think that's also what we can do. We can try and find things, manifestations of our stories, combining um, uh, objects with our happiest memories, because that will help us trigger and remember those happy uh, memories 
in the future. So being a little bit uh, the arch enemy of Marie Kondo, finding stuff that will help you <laughs> <laughs> remind you of, of happier times. Definitely. And I think it's just being more mindful, isn't it? Whether your experiences of stop just breezing through life and just, you know, taking it as it comes, like actually stop to be mindful and to yes. cherish those memories and just have a bit more conscious mindfulness with, like you say, like collecting those pebbles and keeping them. Exactly. And, and, and uh, that, that, that's a super good point, uh, Emma. And it reminds me that there's an entire chapter, chapter on attention. And um, recently I, I spoke to a, to a woman from, from Poland uh, about the book and she was reminded of a time many years ago, she was about eight and she was sitting uh, together with her mother and her sister and they, they were having dinner and having a really nice time. And she remembers there was yellow flowers on, on the table and her mother says, I hope you remember this moment because they were happy and her mother wanted her to remember it and she does. So 30, 40 years later, she still remembers that moment because her mother made her pay attention to it. And I think that's a, a really powerful uh, example of how uh, important that ingredient is, is, you know, being conscious, being mindful, paying attention to when we are happy and just calling it out. And of course, it's also an ingredient that, that should be used in, in moderation, because if every time you sit down with your family and say, I hope you remember this moment, they're going to say, yeah, shut up, Mike. Uh, <laughs> uh, you, you say that every night. But every once in a while, we can actually, uh, we can actually dose a little bit of attention in, in people's happy memories. And I think it's important to do that because then, like you say, that lady remembered that moment for years to come. And then when you right. recall those happy, positive memories, vibrationally, that's going to help you to manifest with the law of attraction, even more happy, positive moments and memories to create. So I totally agree and think this book can definitely be relatable to, you know, spirituality and law of attraction and creating more mindful, positive moments. Exactly. That's the aim of the book. So the last question then is, what is one piece of life advice that you would like to leave my listeners with today? Oh, I would say, make sure you understand that you can actually control and influence to some extent what you remember. Uh, and make sure you design memorable moments because I think we're all looking for a life that is unforgettable. And I think there's actually something we can do uh, in order to make that happen. I love it. And so simple, but profound. <laughs> so where can my lovely followers find you then if they want to learn more about your work or your new book? Well, I'm on uh, most social media channels. So, so uh, Instagram, Facebook, um, at Mike Viking. Now it's spelled in a weird way. Uh, because uh, my mother thought it should be spelled in Danish. So thank you, mom. That made life a whole lot easier. But <laughs> it is M-E-I-K-W-I-K-I-N-G. And the book is called The Art of Making Memories. Brilliant. And I will link Mike's website down below as well. So you can obviously find him easier if you can't spell his name for what he's just said. Because um, honestly, it has been a lesson for me learning how to pronounce his name in book titles. <laughs> I feel like that's a powerful memory for me in itself. <laughs> Very good. 
Well, thank you so much, Mike, for coming on. It has been amazing chatting with you. And I'm sure all the amazing advice you've given today on making memories will really help people to, like you say, create those more mindful, conscious moments in their life to create even more in the future. So thank you so much for coming on. Thank you, Emma. So thank you so much guys for joining me for another one of my podcast episodes. I really hope you have enjoyed Mike and I's conversation today. And of course you can find all of Mike's information in the description down below where you can find a clickable link to his website. And of course, if you want to learn anything more about myself or my life coaching, you can find it all over on my website, emmamumford.co.uk. So thank you so much guys for listening to this episode. I appreciate all your views and listens. Don't forget to subscribe if you're new here because I would love, love to see you again soon. And don't forget, you can join my free Law of Attraction support group over on Facebook where you can join myself and other like-minded souls where we talk all things Law of Attraction and spirituality. So I hope you have a great week, whatever you're up to, and I'll see you all in my next podcast episode, which will be next week. Lots of love, guys. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.